the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The leading of the Holy Spirit. Today we continue our series on this as we are in Galatians chapter 5. We invite you to join us today for this edition of Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner. Hi there, and welcome to today's program. If you would, open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. It's there that Paul says to the church at Galatia, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. As Christians, we need to live holy lives more consistently and more faithfully. How does the Holy Spirit lead us? Well, Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church answers this question today on the program. This is Abounding Grace, and here's Pastor Gary with today's broadcast. The leading of the Spirit is to enable believers to conquer sin in their lives, to say no to sin, to keep from sinning so much, and to live holy lives obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. We see that in both Romans 8 and Galatians 5. In Galatians 5, being led in the Spirit is right in the context of loving people and so fulfilling the law of God. Don't do the deeds of the flesh. Do the deeds of the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit's rule. The whole context of the leading of the Spirit in Galatians 5 is one of living a life, conquering sin, saying no to all the old desires of the flesh, and saying yes to the fruit of the Spirit, and walking by the rule of the Spirit. Look back in Romans 8 and notice the context there. In Romans 8, the whole passage that we read earlier today about the Holy Spirit dwelling within us says in verses 12 and 13, So then, brethren, we are under obligation. We are under obligation to do something. The fact that we are Christians and under grace and filled with the Spirit does not mean that we have no obligation in our lives. So then, brethren, we are under obligation, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to live like we used to live anymore. We have a new power within us. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. That is, if your life is dominated by fallen, sinful human nature, then you will experience the wages of sin, which is death. But if by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, or you're dealing with sin in your life, you're saying no to sin and you're fighting against it, so you are living in the fullest sense of the word, then the next verse, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 
So you see, the leading of the Spirit is in your life, every second of your life. And it it is to work in you and enable you as a believer to conquer sin in your life, to be a better Christian as days goes on and to live holy lives more consistently and more faithfully as you live in this world. The leading of the Spirit does not enable, and it is not its purpose to enable us to escape difficulties and the cares and the dangers and the trials and the sufferings and the headaches and the hard choices of life. It is not the purpose of the Holy Spirit to lead you out of the hard, and hard times and difficult times. Its purpose is to enable us to conquer and live for God, not for self. In other words, being led by the Spirit is a synonym for the power of sanctification, wherein the Holy Spirit works in us who are believers to conform us more and more into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, helping us to put to death sin more and more and to live to righteousness more and more. Throughout the New Testament, places like Romans 6 and 7 and 8, Paul tells us that it is because of the Holy Spirit's presence and activity within us as believers that we are liberated from bondage to sin, that we are enabled and motivated to strive after holiness. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not given to ensure our physical safety. We cannot say, Oh, the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead me today, and therefore, I'm not going to get into a car wreck today. That's not the purpose of the leading of the Spirit, beloved. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not to lead you into material profit in this world, like the Holy Spirit led me to win the lottery today. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not given to exempt exempt us of the necessity of strenuous preparation for the task that God has assigned us. And it does not exempt us from the trouble of making hard decisions in the difficult crisis of life. Rather, the leading of the Spirit is given specifically to save us from sinning and to lead us in the paths of holiness and righteousness and love and truth. William Hendrickson, the great commentator on the New Testament, defined the leading of the Spirit this way, which I think is very well stated. He said, The leading of the Spirit is that constant, effective, beneficent influence which the Holy Spirit exercises within the hearts of God's children, whereby they are being directed and enabled more and more to crush the power of indwelling sin and to walk in the ways of God's commandments freely and cheerfully. This leading influence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Christian heals and overcomes the sin in our lives. Because our spiritual energy is deadened by sin, we need awakening and the stimulation which the influence of the Spirit gives. Because we have been made weak and feeble without strength by our sin, the Holy Spirit gives us strength and vigor to do our duties. And because sin has blinded us and made us ignorant, the Holy Spirit shines in us and is an enlightening, guiding influence with and through the Word of God. Key point. The Holy Spirit leads all the activities of the believer, everything he does, The intellect, the will, his outward conduct, 
He leads the believer's understanding and the knowledge of the truth as God has revealed it. Now let us look at three particular things that the Holy Spirit's leading influence does within us, enabling us to do right and quit from doing more wrong more and more consistently. First, he always uses the Bible. The Holy Spirit does not work in our lives apart from the Bible. And we learn that in Jesus' high priestly prayer. He said in John 17 concerning his disciples, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. To sanctify is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is portrayed in the scriptures time and again as the author or agent of sanctification. And that is the work of God separating us from the world to, uh, to his own purposes, making you more and more like Christ, helping you to die more and more unto sin and to live more and more unto righteousness. The Holy Spirit does that within you and sanctifies you through the truth. What is the truth? Thy word is truth. So you see, there is no such thing as sanctification through the work of the Holy Spirit within our hearts, transforming us apart. From the Bible. So how does the Holy Spirit lead us? How does the Holy Spirit enable us to crush sin in our lives. And to live holy lives cheerfully and freely. He does it by using the word of God. And causing that word to shape our consciences. And our motives and our preferences. So first of all he persuades us of the divine authority of the Bible. Second, the Holy Spirit persuades us of the divine authority of the Bible. Do you realize no one would believe that the Bible is the word of God unless the Holy Spirit persuades them? It is totally unreasonable not to believe the Bible is the word of God. There is absolutely no good reason whatsoever not to believe it. And whenever anyone picks it up, the Bible, and reads it, they know it is the word of God, but because of their rebellion against him, they suppress the truth and unrighteousness because they hate the God whose word they hear. Therefore, people don't believe the Bible, not because they are ignorant, but because they have bad hearts. They don't want to believe the Bible. They don't want to submit their autonomous, mighty wills to the mind of the living God. And then have to bring the entirety of their lives in conformity to it. For them, that is the most miserable life imaginable. Man does not want to live for the glory of God. He wants to live for the glory of himself. He does not want to submit to the authority of God. And you can argue with someone until you are blue in the face about the Bible being the word of God. And they will never believe it. Until first of all. The Holy Spirit does something within them. Notice now in John 15 verses 26 through 27. When the helper comes, whom I will send from the Father. That is, the Spirit of the truth who proceeds from the Father. He will bear witness of me, and you will bear witness also, because you have been from me from the beginning. Jesus said, when I send the Holy Spirit, 
He's going to work in people's hearts and bear witness, give a testimony in the heart concerning the reality and the truth of my claims in my word. He's going to subdue the heart. Do you remember John Calvin's testimony of his new faith? It's only one sentence long. He doesn't waste time talking about himself in any of his writings. In all of the thousands of pages he wrote, he talked about God. He didn't take time to talk about himself. But he gives his testimony about his conversion in one line. He said, by a sudden act of conversion, God subdued my heart to teachableness. And what he meant was, there was a time in his life when the Holy Spirit sovereignly, powerfully, and graciously stepped into his life, changed him, put down his rebellion, and testified to him of the authority of Scripture and caused him to believe it. So the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God to lead us through this life. And the first thing he does is convince us of the divine authority of Scripture. Everyone who is led by the Holy Spirit has that witness within him, that the Bible is true, that every word of it is true, and all of the claims of Christ are true. Third, the Holy Spirit also gives us accurate intellectual discernment of truth revealed in the Bible. That is, he not only persuades us of the divine authority of the Bible so that we really do believe it and love it and submit ourselves to it, But then he continues to work on our hearts with the word of God, enlightening our minds more and more as we study it, become a student of it, and seek to apply it to our lives. He enlightens our minds to help us understand it more clearly and more accurately as time goes on, as we read it, as we hear it preached, as we pray for the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit as we try to live it out in our lives, as we meditate upon it, as we talk about it amongst one another in our everyday lives, as we talk to our children. The Holy Spirit uses His Word and our study of it and our time in it to enlighten our minds more and more to a correct understanding of it. John 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So now the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the Bible, was sent by the Lord Jesus Christ into our lives to teach us God's interpretation of the Bible and to bring our remembrance of everything that Christ has taught us in the Bible. Now, he doesn't do that by whispering in our ear, This is what the Bible says. Thus saith the Lord. No. Here, right here, is the voice of the Spirit. The only voice of the Spirit you will ever hear is this book. Beloved, if you hear any any other voice, it is not the whispering of the Spirit. It is the hissing of the serpent because this alone is the voice of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak to you audibly. 
He has spoken verbally to his prophets and apostles who wrote it down in scripture. And now as we read their words, we hear the voice of the spirit. He works in our hearts and enlightens our minds as we study scripture and live by it and seek to apply it, teaching us more and more what it really says. And then when times of crisis or decision we must make come upon us and we pray for the leading of the Spirit, He doesn't tell us something that isn't biblical. He simply brings to our remembrance the things He enlightens our minds to understand in the Bible as we study it. So the Holy Spirit leads us with the Word of God by teaching us what He wrote, not with another voice but by leading us and influencing us as we study the Bible and attain a more and more accurate understanding of what it teaches. And then when we need that knowledge for a particular decision or a crisis situation in our lives, he brings those things to our remembrance. Now, if you're not learning the word of God, there's not going to be anything he will bring to your remembrance. Do you realize that? If you're not studying the word of God. Don't expect enlightenment. If you just give the word of God a lick and a promise. Don't expect any enlightenment. If you are not a daily diligent student of the word of God. Don't expect him to bring things to your remember, remembrance. When crises come. So the Holy Spirit not only persuades us of the divine authority of Scripture, but he also, as we study Scripture, gives us more and more intellectual discernment to the truth of the meaning of the Word of God. And then, when we need those things that we learned, he brings them to our remembrance. But there's something else. The Holy Spirit enables us to conquer sin in our lives and obey the Lord and live for Christ by using the Word of God and giving us a spiritual and saving appreciation of the revealed truth of God. That is, he not only persuades us of his authority, he not only enlightens our minds to remember it, but he enables us to love it, to see it not just as an intellectual thing, but to see Christ in these pages and fully appreciate and apprehend, admire and love what you read and understand what you read in the pages of Scripture. Let me show you just a couple of verses quick. John 16, verse 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will disclose it disclose to you what is to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. That is the spirit of truth, the one who authored the truth, the one who enlightens our minds to understand the truth, the one who guides us into all truth. Whatever he hears from me, says Jesus, he will disclose those things to you and glorify me in your hearts. He will honor me and glorify me. He will praise me. He will increase your admiration and your adoration for me. He'll give you a searing, red-hot, loving mind that loves God above all else. The Christ that you read in the pages of Scripture. When you read it, the Bible, it won't merely be an intellectual thing. If 
You are being led by the Spirit. Oh, yeah, but I've got all this information down. That's great. Now I can just go and read something else. I've learned that. That's good. Now I can just study some other book. When you're led by the Spirit and you study the Word of God, He discloses the things to your heart. And He glorifies Christ in your heart so that you find yourself loving Him and you cannot get enough of Him and His Word. Oh, you'll read other books. But nothing will compare to the time that you spend in his word. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, But a natural man, that is, a fallen man, an unregenerate man, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. He doesn't appreciate them. He doesn't love them. He doesn't see their value. He's not consumed with a craving for them. Are you? Do you crave the reading of the word of God? For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised and appreciated. That is, this appreciation is spirit produced. That's what the word spiritual means. But he who is spiritual. Now that's not a unique type of Christian he's talking about there. All Christians, my friends, are spiritual because the word spiritual should be spelled out with a capital S or spirit produced. But he who is produced by the spirit appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one or fully misunderstood by anyone who doesn't have the spirit. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he will instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. That is a result of the Holy Spirit persuading us of the Bible's divine authority, or enlightening our minds, of disclosing and glorifying Christ to us as we study Scripture. As a result of the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives, enabling us to crush sin and obey God's law, we who have the mind of Christ are able to read the Bible and look at life the way Christ understands the Bible and looks at life. Do you see what a great thing this leadership of the Holy Spirit is in our life? C.R. Vaughan said this in his great book on the Holy Spirit titled The Gifts of the Holy Spirit. He said the great principle of evangelical Protestant Christianity is twofold in form. The Bible alone as the textbook of faith and the leadership of the Spirit as the principal teacher. End quote. Here is the great principle of biblical, biblical Protestantism. Don't forget this. The Bible and the Bible alone is the textbook of our faith. And the Holy Spirit is the teacher. And by the leading of the Holy Spirit in the lives of Christians, the teacher teaches his textbooks, textbook and then stimulates you to apply it to your life. Let me end today with Psalm 25, 45. Make me know your ways, O God. Make me know. You see, there is still a resistance within us. 
There is indwelling sin there that you and I still have to struggle against. I don't always do what I want to do, and what I want to do I don't always do consistently. So, Lord, make me know your ways. Teach me your paths. I don't want to depend upon a preacher or anyone else. Oh, use the preacher and use books about the Bible. But in all of these things, Lord, you teach me your paths and you lead me by your spirit in your truth. For you and you alone are the God of my salvation. And he will teach us. He will lead us as the God of our salvation. But we, by his grace, must be in a position of waiting upon him. And that means diligent study of the word of God. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we have closed out our time together today, I would remind you that our desire is to know how this program encourages you in Christ. Now, there are a couple of three ways that you can contact us to provide us with this information. And again, it would really encourage us a great deal if you'd take a moment and let us know how the program is encouraging you in your walk and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's how to contact us. Phone number is 40 Four zero eight eight six six five six zero seven. That's four zero eight eight six six five six zero seven. Our website, where you can drop us an email and even learn a bit more about us, is reformedheritage.org. And then, of course, you can write to us at PMB. That stands for Post Mailbox Number four zero two fourteen eighty four Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California. The zip code is nine five zero three two. Now, there is another way you can contact us, and this would be the best of all, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Plan on visiting. Let us uh, fellowship face-to-face, as it were. We meet at Lone Hill Church, 2 in the afternoon on Sundays at 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org, or by calling 408-866-5607. By the way, copies of the broadcast are just $5. Mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a CD out to you right away. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.